0: live from Buffalo Wild Wings. On their 25, back to pass, walking downfield, late pressure, lobs it. it towards the middle, and it's intercepted! The ball Devontae Adams, the intended receiver at the 50, Taylor Rapp picks it off with two seconds to go. The entire Rams team is celebrating to the end zone to our left,
1: and in a season-length, Full of disappointments. You've got to be kidding me, Derek. If anything, you put the ball in the air, you give your receiver a chance. You don't throw it short. Perfect.
2: This is Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy
1: Q.
3: Lincoln Kennedy was not impressed by that last uh, pass attempt from Derek Carr uh, at the end of the game right there. Throwing the ball short to Devontae Adams. It gets picked off. That was his second interception. Don't think it would have mattered if Devontae had completed it. It would have just been on the stat sheet. That's it. Don't think that that was going to go for the, the length of the field and score a touchdown. But you can understand the disgust in Lincoln's voice, and it wasn't just that play. It was the outcome of the game as the Raiders lose 17-16 to to the Rams in a game that I feel like they had no business losing, but here we are. Join us now on the phone lines to do a little bit of film study, a little bit of breakdown as our good friend Ted Wynn from The Athletic. And, Ted, thanks so much for your time, my man. I was checking out a tweet from you that said the Raiders ran the ball far more than they did all season, in neutral situation, 71.4% against the Rams defense, hit ranked fifth in rushing defense. When you look at the film, when you look at that game, what do you think went into the decision to run the Rock as much as they did as opposed to testing that Rams, uh, p- that pass defense?
4: Yeah, so, so I mean, what I looked at was Cook Index, which is a stat that my friend Mike Sando and co-worker at The Athletic um, kind of put together, which uh measures how much team passes in neutral situations like an early down to before two minute drills and uh, before the score gets out of hand. And the Raiders were a, a high cook index team for the most of the season. They were passing a lot in these neutral situations and um part of why Josh Jacobs has so much success is because he leads the league in running against uh two high defenses, uh which you know, are light boxes and that comes as a result of the pass game. But in this game they made the decision to run the ball at a high rate and they ran the ball um, more than 70% of neutral situations, which is very high. I think what they saw was a team that um, had a quarterback that came in, you know, with two days, less than two days to learn a playbook. And they thought that their defense would be able to hold up and they wouldn't have to take many risks. Um, they ran the ball well on the first drive, and they were able to get all the way down the field and score. I think that was, they thought maybe that was a formula that they could win the game with. Uh, but it was just a very conservative uh, game plan coming in, and I just think that with the you know with the defense to played better, but I don't think you can expect them to just win a game for um, four quarters, you know, the way that you would expect them to, the way you were calling plays. And even the deep shots they were taking to Devontae Adams were very safe calls as well. I mean, you know, just because it's a deep shot doesn't mean that they're taking a risk. When you throw in a fade, it's a low percentage play, but if it's if incomplete, it if falls incomplete. It's not a huge chance that it gets intercepted. So everything about the game plan was extraordinarily conservative. And, you know, they didn't expect Baker Mayfield to be able to mount any drives against them. And he mounted two key drives at the end of the game to. To win it, to win it, so uh, just a bad coaching decision.
3: Did it feel like they really went run heavy after Derek threw that uh, that interception to end the second half or second quarter? No, I mean
4: I think they were run heavy right off the bat. Even okay. in the on the first drive, they were running the ball on third downs. Uh, on a second drive, they had a third and five. They ran a draw. On. I mean, yeah. it, it was the game plan coming in was uh, run heavy, and I, I think they tried to get out of that a little bit and second half but by then you know their car was just not in a rhythm i feel like the game plan coming in uh was just mostly runs and finding creative ways to run i mean matt collins had i don't know how many carries he had he had four carries as well so they were that was the game plan coming in
3: doing a little film breakdown right now with ted Wynn from the athletic here on radio nation radio 920 and say roughness mon's got one for you
1: with this Rams defense, did they do anything particularly to defend the Raiders well, or was it just a lack of execution on the Raiders' players?
3: Um, I think
4: Alex Barr getting injured had uh, was a factor, but I also think that the Rams are just really good in, at defending the run. I mean, if it, it, if it's one thing the Rams did well all season, it was defending the run. They were sixth in rush defense DVOA coming into the game and 27th against the pass. So. Uh, they, the Raiders kind of just played into their only strength.
1: And I want to take it to the other side of the ball now because this Raiders defense is now what Why not would without... they do that? I'm
3: sorry, to go for it. Why would you play into their strength? And it was their
4: only strength, too. It was, o- it was really the only thing on both sides of the ball that they did well. They haven't passed the ball well. They haven't ran the ball well. They haven't defended the pass well. The only thing they did was defend the run well, and they went high-volume runs. So it's, uh, it blows my
1: mind. I think it may maybe this is just me shooting shooting for something. Maybe it was because Aaron Donald was out and they thought, hey, we'll be able to exploit them running right up the middle.
4: Yeah, but I mean, even Aaron Donald, he gets tackled for losses, but he's not known as like a, a super stout run
1: defender, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I, that was just my yeah. shot because he was—he was Q's very upset about this. <laughs> I really am, <laughs> but I wanted to talk about the Raiders' defense because that last drive of the game, the way they were playing defense against Baker Mayfield, was it? Would there have been a better defense to play in that situation?
4: Yeah, I mean, playing press coverage in that situation with you know 23 seconds left and um, more than 20 yards to go was definitely a uh, questionable decision especially because of the, the risk you take playing press coverage and you know playing one-on-one coverage with the safety rotating away from their fastest player which is Van Jefferson was a you know, ultimately a, a bad decision because it, it's not that difficult to throw a fade ball you know, even for a quarterback who just came in with two days of uh, learning the playbook, it's not that hard to throw a fade ball and that, that's exactly what the game may feel at the end of the game uh, but throughout the game even his defensive game plan was very conservative I mean. They started, the defense started playing better because they were bringing more pressure. They were zero blitzing. Um, I mean, you saw what they did to Justin Herbert. You know, they were able to blitz him out of rhythm um, and just get free rushers and get one-on-one matchups. But in this game, I I hardly saw any blitzes. So do you... Uh, Go ahead.
1: Oh, no, I was going to say, so did you see the the Raiders that they got away from what was working in this three-game winning streak in last night's game against the Rams?
4: Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, passing has worked for them all season and in the three game uh, win streak, they did get a little more balanced. Uh, but, um, you know, they went too far in the run direction in a game and uh, too far away from pressuring, um, you know, which I don't really blame them for. I, You know, I can see why they might not have wanted to pressure Mayfield and just give him, um, you know, fade routes and that sort of deal. But when you see him start completing passes and Uh, That that sort of thing, I I would think to go back to what's been working and They just
1: weren't able to do that. Also, I want to talk about Sean McVay and the way that he was calling the plays to Baker Mayfield. Was this almost as remedial as when he would do with Jared Goff, where he would wait to the last possible moment to get the play in? What did you think about the way Sean McVay was actually relaying the plays to Baker?
4: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know exactly what how he was doing it. I know, you know, when early on when they had Jared Goff, they would try to get the play in early so then you get the line of scrimmage called audibles. But, uh, you know, I don't think that they are audibling much. I think they just had a very limited menu of plays that they uh, wanted to run. They ran the ball with, you know, some efficiency as well. They were going off play action, uh, play action concept that he was very comfortable with because they ran a similar offense with uh, Kevin Sivansky for him. Uh, with Brown, so uh, you know they were sending crossers, and uh, Mayfield's a pretty accurate passer when uh, he, you know, he's comfortable, and he was able to uh, find his guys. It was a very impressive performance for him. Uh, you know, just not knowing the playbook, not having any rhythm with his players, and coming in and executing the way he did.
3: Talking right now with Ted Wynn from the Athletic here on Radio Nation Radio nine twenty N Sai Roughness doing a little bit of film study. You mentioned Alex Bars going down. Uh the offensive line has started to come together. They had played well the first or the last three games when they were on that three game winning streak. Uh how much did losing Alex Bars affect the, the offensive line play and ultimately the run game as well?
4: Yeah, I mean Alex Bars, I, I think he's a very physical run blocker that moves guys off the point of attack and uh, many anytime you lose guys that – watch as well as he does is going to affect the, uh, it's going to affect your your, your offense. And uh, you know we saw John uh, Simpson have you know a pretty impactful negative play in the red zone where you know, he let a guy right in, got called for holding, but they ended up declining, and that third and nine ultimately ended in a uh, fourth down. Uh, so you know it's just like all these little plays that add up towards the end of the game that have really killed the Raiders, and uh, obviously missing a guy like Bars uh, plays into that.
3: Yeah, no, it really did. And it was it's still to to this moment right now. It's almost 24 hours later, Ted. I still am kind of in shock on even what I saw on Thursday night football. So final question for you. How do you think that yeah. Josh McDaniels and company kind of get back into the lab and figure things out as far as they have, you know, 10 days before their next game?
4: Yeah, I mean, I think Josh McDaniels is a brilliant play designer, brilliant play caller, but I think for the, you know, just – the game management and feeling out the situation, I think those are things that Bill Belichick is so brilliant at. And, you know, right now he's kind of failing in that department. So I think if you're the Raiders, if you're Mark Davis, you hope that these are learning experiences that he puts in a bank and is able to grow from. Um, but it's the game management and just understanding the flow, you know, flow of the game and risk management and all that. Uh, it, it just hasn't been that great. So it's, it's something that you just hope.
3: Yeah, and that's the reason why there's a five and eight uh, record right now overall for the Silver and Black. Well, Ted, what do you got coming out in the Athletic, man? That we should be on the lookout for?
4: Uh, I'm writing a, uh, a article about the Bengals' offense and how they have been able to adjust and just beat defenses in, in multiple ways. Uh, so look out for that. And uh, yeah, I've been doing TikTok film breakdowns. On uh, I post on my Twitter uh, sometimes too to so follow me on uh, TikTok at fb underscore film analysis.
3: There it is. Well, Ted, great work as always, my man. I definitely appreciate you. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the games, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. No problem. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. There he goes, Ted. Win. Great stuff right there. Uh, he said they literally, they literally did the one thing that the Rams do really well. They literally played right into their hands, and that to me just doesn't make too many, too, too much sense at all. I mean, it doesn't make any. It's just is is it's mind-boggling. It really is. I mean, again. We've been doing the show now for two hours and 15 minutes and everyone we've had on really is still scratching their head wondering what the hell went wrong. If, if there's that many questions that are uh, you know, leading into to, uh, like every person we talk to, if, if everyone is still scratching their head and, and wondering what did we just see, what did we just witness, that really tells you all you need to know. I mean I, I we've look they've lost 8 games this year okay so we've came in here after losses and we know how to talk about these losses and it makes a lot of sense like okay well this is this would happen this would happen this would happen and this game is just so many so much bizarre that happened and I mean for for the Rams to win that game literally they needed about 15 things to go in their favor and you know what happened all 15 things went in their favor like I mean that doesn't happen everything that they needed to go in their favor did, and that's how they won the game. And the, Ra- the Raiders have to tip their cap to themselves and say, well done with the assist because they assisted the Rams in that victory. The Rams didn't get that on their own. The Raiders gave them a big, big hand to come away with that dub. 416 is the time. Again, we're at Buffalo Wild Wings and Miracle Mile Shops. We'll be here until 5 o'clock. The Topo Chico girls are walking around, passing out some drinks. You want? Well, they're passing out some samples of some drinks. I don't want to get it twisted. I don't want you to think that. Come running down, here's free drinks and everything. They're passing out samples so you know what it tastes like. We got some uh, great t-shirts, some cups, some koozies. We got some tickets. You want to get into the holiday festive uh, mood? I'm going to get into the holiday mood this weekend. Don't tell the wife, but I'm going to watch a holiday movie this weekend. I don't ever watch none of those shows. I think, like, Hallmark is terrible. I think that the uh, – what's the other channel that they have? Uh, the, like the Lifetime channel and all that? Because they're all the same, right? I mean, you've seen one. You've seen them all. I'm willing to watch one of them this weekend. <laughs> don't tell her I said that, though, because she might try to hold me to it. 4.16 is the time. It's Radio twenty.
5: Want to get a hold of the live shows on Raider Nation Radio but can't call in? Remember, you can always text us on the DontBeBroke.com text line. Just text your message starting with the keyword RNR to 69187.
4: This traffic report brought to you by Jaguar Land Rover Las Vegas. Off the 215 east of
3: Rainbow. A note on the 15 Tropicana interchange work starting in the first few weeks of January. The westbound lanes from the Strip over towards the 15 will be torn down.
4: This traffic report brought to you by Jaguar Land Rover Las Vegas, JLRLV.com. Jaguar Land Rover Las Vegas would like to invite you to own a luxury vehicle without the luxury expense. Our certified pre-owned Jaguars and Land Rovers have warranties available up to 100,000 miles. Find out more today at JLRLV.com.
6: Since starting Allegiant some 20 years ago, we've flown more than 100 million people non-stop to connect with what they love most, to experience the game they love, and to cheer the team they love. Allegiant, the official airline of the Las
5: Vegas Raiders. Experience the game you love at Allegiant Stadium. Visit Allegiant.com slash Raiders to book your flight, game tickets, and hotel all in
3: one place. The Oyo Hotel and Casino is quickly becoming a new favorite spot for locals. Their motto is living the good life. Oyo Hotel and Casino is the home of 24-7 $2 beers and is also home to the Strip's only $1 blackjack tables, and parking is always free. Whether you're going to a concert, a football game, or a show, start your night and end your night at Oyo Hotel and Casino. And make sure you join me, your boy Q, from International Radio 920, every Monday in the Underground Lounge starting at 2 o'clock. Live the good life at the new Oyo Hotel and Casino on Tropicana across from the MGM Grand. I'm attorney Paul Powell. If you've
0: been in an accident, who do you call? The funny lawyer? The angry, aggressive lawyer? The lawyer that your mom's brother's friend's cousin recommends. Now, call me instead. I'm the guy the insurance companies don't want you to call. Really, they really don't. I can help you, and I won't take more money than you at the end of your case. Check it out.
7: If you're tired of greedy lawyers, call 728-5500
0: or go to paulpowell.com. I really can help
3: More
4: lawyer,
0: less fee. Some restrictions apply.
8: This fantasy football update is brought to you by Little Darlings.
5: With a
0: slew of buys
5: this week and fantasy playoffs just around the corner, teams are desperate for short-term answers at quarterback, and they could do a lot worse than Tyler Huntley. When he's been called upon to fill in for Lamar Jackson in the past, he has thrived as both a passer and a runner, and the matchups aren't bad the next two weeks with divisional games against Pittsburgh and Cleveland.
9: Brought to you by little darlings, thousands of beautiful girls, three ugly ones, and lots of... If you need to sell your house,
1: talk to Aaron Taylor.
9: You want to sell it fast
8: and get talk to Aaron Taylor, the
3: real estate guy. Hey, Dad, when you're done cleaning that bathroom, I got a few other things for you to do. Well, you know, son, I'll do whatever it takes for the team to get the job done. Also, when you're finished, I need you to go through these tenant files. Ah, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. I know you're the boss. Look, change is inevitable, just like our real estate market. With the inventory of homes increasing, it is creating more opportunities for buyers.
0: Yeah, I would agree. Buyers are getting better prices, their closing costs paid for, and a ton
3: more homes to choose from. And with our Seller programs like cash advances, doing all repairs, and buying distressed properties in five days, nobody, and I mean nobody, gets your top dollar like The Real Estate Guy.
6: So call the number one real estate brand in Nevada. The Real Estate Guys.
3: 702-310-6683. That's 702-310-MOVE. Call for details. EXP Realty. License number three eight 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 six.
6: Talk to Aaron Taylor. The Real Estate Guy.
2: At In N Out, our hamburgers are made with the highest quality ingredients. Made fresh and by hand. Made with a smile. And made to order. Just for you. What
0: are hamburgers all about?
2: It's unnecessary roughness with your boy Q.
8: On Raider Nation Radio.
3: Got some more Raider Nation roll through the building. Buffalo Wild Wings, Miracle Mile Shop. Jared in Vegas just rolled by. Got some young ladies that my man Mateo lost a bet to. Mateo, turn your headset on, man. Hold on, I gotta, I gotta put you on blast, homeboy. Yeah, what's this is my guy right here. Mateo's a good dude, man. He makes sure that I stay sane. And we all know that it's very difficult to keep me sane around here. But true. What? Uh, as a Bronco fan, you lost a bet earlier. Definitely. Go yeah. ahead, and explain. Go explain your bet that you lost. Oh, two times. Oh, you're like the Fugees. Yeah, One man. time. One more time. All right, so what's the bet that you lost? So now I got to wear uh, a
6: Raider Derek Carr jersey to the next game. Ooh. And I got to do a Raider tattoo on the neck. A real one? No, a temporary one. You Oh, know, uh, I think you, you need get to get, uh, up to Annie, homeboy. Oh, Come man. on. We, we're not there yet. We're not <laughs> there. You got to yeah, get the Bronco that serious, tattoo huh? first. Yeah. <laughs> You got to do that, and then uh, you got to buy uh, the person a beverage of their choice that they like. Nice. Yeah, it's nice when you win.
3: Yeah, hey, man. I mean, look. I mean, that's what it's all about, right?
6: Yeah, but we, I did it last year. You remember? I do remember. I do
3: remember. Yeah, you sat right next to me on the torch. <laughs> that was a pretty good one, right there. And so, uh, these are the young ladies that you lost the bet to.
1: Definitely. Yeah, uh, who, right here. Who, they
3: showed up. What's their names? Ronnie, yes. Ronnie, Ricky, Mike, Ra- Ralph, no, Bobby. Man. <laughs> I know that's right
1: I know that's right And
3: what's your your name, young lady? What is it? Hillary, Hillary. Alright, there you go But <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna get you hooked up with surprises And thanks for winning that bet So he has to make himself feel a little uncomfortable We appreciate uncomfortable around here We need a little uncomfortable in our life Let's go out to the phone lines Let's talk to our guy Quick, quick, what's on your mind? Welcome to the show
6: What's up, homeboy? Man, I'm chilling. Let me get a few here. Uh, First, giving honor to God. I want to thank Max Crosby for being so great. Without him, this season would just be the worst, worst. But watching that dude ball, man, he make life better. I want to call out Raider Nation, like always, for taking the cheese. You took the cheese on the three-game winning streak against the sorry Broncos that we barely snick out and won. You took the cheese versus the sorry Seahawks with Geno Smith. You took the cheese talking about playoffs, it had folks calling the radio talking about Derek Carr, 300 yards, three-touch, come on, give me a break. Carr's been putrid. His coaches think so, too. Look at those two coaches. What do they say? They put him on a little bit of a leash, right? Ain't no way in God's green earth, he's sitting there asking John Gruden two seasons ago, do you trust me? And there's no way on God's green earth that these people trust him if they're taking his Ability to even throw the damn ball down the field. After that pick, you knew McDaniels went into his shell because he don't trust Carr. That's and simple. Patrick Graham, uh, your boy, Sam Webb, let's deport both of them immediately off this planet because neither one of them is good. They got to get up out of here. I feel bad for my boy Tay Adam, Terminator Tay. He got to play for sorry, Josh McDaniels, who don't know what's cracking. He got to play with limited Derek Carr, who waving his hands like he's directing traffic after every incomplete. Y'all took the cheese again, Raider Nation. It's the same on y'all. you ball I'm out of here, baby. Good weekend.
3: I appreciate the call, my man. Appreciate the call. And I think a lot of people feel that way today. And I'll tell you, uh, I did think after that interception that happened in the end zone, uh, felt like um, Carr was a little neutered in the second half, to put it like that, to put it plain and simple. Felt like he was a little neutered in the second half where they decided they were going to get a little bit more, you know, uh, Safe with the plays. It just—that's the way it felt. Now, I'm not in the—I'm not in the meeting room. You know, I'm not designing the plays. Every, these guys are a lot smarter than me, so I can't tell you that for—for for you know, a matter of fact. But that's just how it felt, at least from a distance. Bernard, you're up next. What's on your mind? Welcome to the show.
7: Hey, thanks for having me, Q. Um, yep. You guys do a great job as usual. I um, just want to chime in a little bit. A couple people are saying, you know, this, this is. Um, this is a, a, what last year's team did. It's not the same team as, as last year. So we need to just get that out, out, of our, out of our minds. And being a Raider fan for as long as I've had, have been, and you also, I mean, they have lost, and I'm talking back back to the 70s, they, they have lost games in almost every conceivable way that a team can lose a game. I mean, they, they got games that they have lost named that go down to immaculate reception, going down to history. It's just, it's crazy. And the Miami game last year, uh, Mac uh, Hollins, this game yesterday kind of reminded me of that. You just felt, just had a bad feeling. The closer the game went, the more time was going away, it seemed like it wasn't going, the clock wasn't going fast enough, and it's just like something's going to happen at the end, and, and, and it did. And something Chandler Jones said after the game last week, he said at this, at this time of the year, it's not a time to eliminate mistakes It's not time to uh, limit mistakes, but to eliminate mistakes. And it's like the Raiders did totally the opposite. You know, they just kept making mistake after mistake after mistake, and the game was just getting close. And they won with merely like seconds left in the game. And it just seems like that's just happening over and over. I don't think it's time to let him. I don't feel it's time to let uh, McDaniels go. But he just gets conservative when you just expect him not to. And one more thing. You know, uh, Stephon Diggs, Justin Jefferson, Cup, all these great receivers, they get the ball. I just don't understand how he can be, how he as good as he is, and we just cannot find a way to get him the ball. It's, it's just mind-boggling to me. And he's keeping quiet. I know him and Carl boys, but, I mean, it's got to be burning him up inside. I don't know how much longer he's going to be able to keep quiet. You know, he's a gentleman all the way around, but I know it's got to be burning, burning him up.
3: I agree. I agree. Good call, my man. And, yeah, you know, the thing about it that's so frustrating it's a one-two punch that was going. That was working really well. Adams and Jacobs. Jacobs and Adams. I don't care how you do it. But it was a one-two punch that was working really well. And on Thursday, it was a one punch. That was it. I know that Devontae had a couple catches early, but that was it. That one-two punch has got to continue. That's how they could win games is that one-two punch. And then you get excited because Waller's coming back, Renfro's coming back, you know, and then all of a sudden you, you, you start to blend those guys back in. But on Thursday, the one-two punch wasn't there. It was just a one punch just doesn't make any sense. A one-punch, you, you got to have a one-two punch. Devontae needs to be involved. Jacobs needs to be involved, and they need to be active. Juan the Smasher, you're up next. What's on your mind, brother? What's up, Q? What's going on? Oh, man, I'm chilling. I know that's right. <laughs> hey, Q, my, my
9: biggest why, I got I got a lot of why, but the main reason why, I want to ask why, is come on, man, just feed Adams, too. Like, he's a dog, bro, like. We got Jacob, we're giving him the ball, we're running. And then out of nowhere, this guy is over here making Ramsey look like, like a sorry corner. And, and then we just stopped throwing it. So that's my biggest why, Q. That's, yeah. that's my biggest why. It's like, give it to Adams. Just keep feeding this guy. And um, and, and I hope that, that Josh Jay is okay. Because after that for him, he looked like he was in pain. And I'm, I'm, uh, I'm uh, rooting for this cat that hopefully he comes back healthy. Because uh, I like watching him, Adams. Bad and that, that's my biggest why, is why did we stop going to Adams? And I, I want to uh, give a shout-out to uh, Marcus Allen, because that, that guy's a humble guy, man, and it, it was real cool meeting him. And, uh, like, when we were watching the game, and, like, at the five-minute mark, we were like, cool, we got this one in the bag. And then at the three-minute mark, I had a feeling, cute, like, hey, this, this ain't looking good. We might not win this game. And boom, there it goes. But I'm just, trying to, I'm just trying to keep my head up, Q. It's up. Nobody likes to lose. Nobody likes to get socks in the mouth and the gut punch. But you got to keep your head up, Bayer Nation. I don't know what to tell you guys, man. But other than that, just keep your head up. Let's go, Raiders.
3: There he goes. Hey, appreciate the call, my man. Good stuff. And I'm glad that you got to meet Marcus. And I'm glad uh, Baby Smasher got to meet Marcus as well. I thought that that was really cool seeing those pictures, man. Congratulations on that. and. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of going back to the, you know, the that's a good why. You know, why not continue to feed Adams when he was playing as well as he was? Um, you know, I have no problem with the run game, but a, a, a good healthy dose of Devontae Adams and a good healthy dose of Josh Jacobs goes a long way. We got Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com coming up in just a few minutes. Before we get to him, let's go out to the phone lines and talk to our guy, Raider Mack. Welcome to the show, my man.
8: Hey, Q. You know, I was at the game last night, and, um, you know, I was surrounded by a lot. You know, some of my friends are Ram fans. Hey man, you know the biggest thing—the biggest disappointment. See, everybody else can go to Vegas and leave to New York or wherever wherever the Raider Nation go to, but us people that live in LA, man, we have to endure this this nonsense from these guys all year long now because of uh, uh, of this game plan that that um, Josh McDaniel. Nobody took accountability on, on on that loss tonight. You you didn't hear not one person say blame it on me. Derek Carr says that interception he threw, Q. You, you, I'm with you on that. Them three points made a difference. Yeah. Instead of up three scores, you were only up two scores. And my biggest thing was that you threw the interception. It was three guys around on um, Matt Hollis. Mm-hmm. On Hollis, he said that there were that he was wide open. Man, it was three dudes just like you see. No accountability. You said, and I and I want to, and I know you you you're on press for time, but. I'm going to tell you, man, as a Raider fan and been around a long time, man, we, it, it's the same thing. It's just the organization. You can bring in all the players you want. We have the worst record in the NFL behind the Detroit Lions and the Cleveland Browns in the last 20 years. That's that's
5: ridiculous.
8: There's no way. We didn't have so much talent come in and out of there. So my thing is, and you said you said you can win a championship – with an average quarterback, and you cannot, you can win maybe once in a while, but there's only been three quarterbacks that have won. I, all them Derek Carr fans, I'm telling you, and Derek Carr Nation guys, Derek Carr <laughs> is not the guy for us. We need to move on. It's just like that pretty girl that you want to, I mean, she looked good, and you want to break up with her, but you won't do it because she looked good, and it's just draining your pockets. Man, I'm done. I'm done, man. This this is just ridiculous. We shouldn't have lost this game, and it's not because we how we it's how we lost the game. And everybody had a part, but the our problem is is the whole it's the whole organization. We just a losing organization, and I'm sorry Raider Nation to say this, but we, we till we win more than 1 year in a row we are losing organization like the Detroit Lions and the Cleveland Browns and you got to accept it and just be what it is that's
3: all all right, Thank you for the call. I appreciate you. I love the fact that you brought in the conversation about the pretty girl that you want to break up with. And it's funny, I never minded spending the money. It was always the, uh, the anxiety on the brain afterwards, right? I'd rather spend the money and just be good, right? Instead of, it's always trying to, you, you're sitting here thinking and, and you're trying to manipulate this and that and you're trying to figure out what's going to make it work and what's going to make, what's that magic phrase I got to come up with? That was worse than spending money. I'd rather just say, I'll chalk that up. I can get paid next week. <laughs> right, this is gonna last for a while, <laughs> man. I'm telling you, man. I don't know, man. I don't know about y'all, but I've been through some trials and tribulations, man. Where the mind, the mentals, was way more valuable than the money. Money comes and goes, man. I don't mind being broke. I've been broke my whole life. I could be broke another day, but the mentals, boy, the mentals are something else. I, I had a friend one time tell me, oh yeah, I made homeboy sick because he was he was trying to chase me so much. I said, why would you be proud of that? You were proud that you made the man sick? I know me and you can't be friends. I got to go. She made me sick just thinking about that. I felt bad for him. I was like, man, I'm going to send him over a care package. That's how bad I felt for him. So there you go. Raider Mac. thank you for the call. I appreciate you. 433 is the time. Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com. He'll join us next to talk about the betting lines. We ain't going to talk about the Raider game. We already know they lost. They They were six and a half point favorites. They lost. It's Raider Nation Radio 920.
5: Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. It's time to take a look at the sporting lines with Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. And it
3: pays off in a touchdown.
5: Here on Raider Nation Radio 920.
3: And Lee Sterling joins us now from ParamountSports.com. going to take a look at the betting lines for the weekend, NFL 14, week 14 action. And Lee, uh, we'll start off with Thursday night football. The Raiders take the L to the Rams, 17 to 16. And I know the Raiders were six and a half point favorites. Feels like they should have won by 16 and a half points. What were your thoughts on what you saw from Thursday night football?
2: Wow. Um, Shocked number one. Yeah. <laughs> I've been watching pro football for 55 years, 56 years since the dolphins came into existence in 66. So I've seen a lot of the, the craziest games ever to have a player in, in two days time, learn enough of an offense to not only compete, but then win the game it, to me is mind boggling. Uh, then uh, to have the Raiders, you know, just blow it on so many different levels. You know, When you lose a game by one point, I don't know how it happens, but there's always seven, eight, ten plays Mm -hmm. that all have to go against you. Every single play went against them. Bad decision before the half, throwing the interception. We just need to take the sack and and get at least three points. Uh, And then, specifically, the last drive. The penalties, um, the poor defensive uh, play calls and, and defenses they were in, and... And just, I mean, guys are just a day late, dollar short, and and their head isn't there. So uh, if there was more Max Crosby's on the team, this team might have one loss. That's it, tops. So they just, you know, uh, I I say this in, in UFC a lot of times when I'm looking at fights. A lot of times when it comes down to got two guys that are similar or even close, take the smarter one. So just this coaching staff, just not getting the job done, players not getting the job done. It's not just a little simple massaging and, and, and doing stuff like that. I, I think they might even have to go through some wholesale changes. And I mean, I like cars as a person, uh, but probably not the right guy to take them forward.
3: Yeah, it's 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 a lot of questions that are being asked today. That's for sure. I still, I mean, even it almost feels like 24 hours later. I know it's not 24 hours later, but I still have so many questions about what I witnessed Thursday night uh, as the Raiders. Dude, lost. I'm not even
2: a Raiders fan, <laughs> and I'm
3: shaking my head. Right? No, <laughs> I know. Believe me, I know. It, it's it's. So people, I can just imagine <laughs> what you're going through. So people, people ask me questions, and I'm like, man, I I don't have the answer because I just don't know. So uh, that's for right. Josh McDaniels and company to come up with the answers of what in the hell went wrong and what do they do. Moving forward, but Lee, we're going to move forward again. We're talking with Lee <laughs> Sterling from ParamountSports.com here on Radio Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary Roughness. We'll move forward with some Week 14 action games. How about the Cincinnati Bengals? Obviously, coming off a big victory over uh, Kansas City, going up against the Cleveland Browns. The Bengals are five and a half point favorites, minus five and a half at home versus the Browns. What are your thoughts on this one?
2: The Browns got touchdowns in almost every imaginable way in their last game. They had a fumble return an interception return, and a punt return. So if you just looked at the score, you're thinking, well, Cleveland, you know, with with Deshaun Watson, uh, they're going to play some good ball. Well, they didn't on offense. Uh, He has not played in 700 days before the game last Sunday. And that 27-14 win against a really bad Houston Texans team, I mean, even prompted the Texans to go back to their original starting quarterback. It was that bad. So, uh, they didn't score a touchdown on offense. They're 2-7 and seven against the spread after winning a game here. Now they're going to face Cincinnati Joe Burrow, and you saw what he did to the Kansas City Chiefs. What has he done the last seven games? 16 touchdowns, just three interceptions. And uh, Jamar Chase, after missing some time, looked like he's 100%. And uh, just love the way their run defense has really improved. Nose tackle DJ Reeder, when he came back into the lineup, solidified things here this Cincinnati team is rolling I I think it's going to take Deshaun Watson maybe another two three four weeks before we see glimpses even of the old Deshaun Watson here sometimes you gotta lay it if you want to play it Cincinnati 31-17 over Cleveland
3: Boom, there you go right there. Cincinnati and Cleveland, Week 14 NFL action. Again, the Bengals are minus 5.5 at home versus the Browns. All right, Lee, let's keep this party rolling. How about the San Francisco 49ers? We all know about the quarterback situation and Jimmy G and the broken foot, and Brock Purdy is the guy now going up against Terrific Tom or Tom Brady. You know, the 49ers with his his, his team growing up. The 49ers are minus 3.5 versus Tampa Bay. Lee, what are you thinking on this one?
2: So I like Brock Purdy a lot. I watched him at Iowa State, bet on him a lot, uh, really good underdog co- coach and, and quarterback together when they were together, But uh, and they have missed him. But it's a little bit different when all of a sudden you get the call after a series, okay, you're going in. You don't think about it too much. He's going to think about it all week. Tampa Bay now has some film on him to study here. Mine had no clue. I don't think they spent five minutes getting ready for Brock Purdy and uh, that was a problem in the game here, and the Bucks' defense has only allowed teams to score 23 or more points twice this season, so that's the one constant of the two teams. Everyone talks about San Francisco defense. I think the Bucks' defense is right there. Uh, Tampa Bay also 10-2 against the spread to the under in their 12 games this year, so when you get a low-scoring game and you're getting more than three points, I think you looked at to grab the three-and-a-half points here. Tom Brady, uh, people might say, oh, well, uh, their opponent uh, uh, on Monday night ended up gifting them the win here, allowing him to score those two touchdowns. Yeah, they made some mistakes, but uh, he had to complete the passes here. I think Tom Terrific here does it again here. Tampa, Tampa Bay here, 19-16. I think they win the game. Wrong team favored. Bucks here over San Francisco on Sunday.
3: There you go right there. I'm kind of surprised just because of the quarterback position that the 49ers are even favored in that one, right? I mean, just right. because they just – there's so much unknown. I watch Brock Purdy a lot as well, and I do like him, but just – it's Brock Purdy, so I'm just kind of surprised. Right. I guess that defense carries a lot of weight still with San Francisco. There you go. The 49ers minus 3.5 for Tampa Bay. Lee Sterling says, roll with the Bucks in that one. Again, we're talking with Lee Sterling for ParamountSports.com, uh, on Twitter at Paramount Sports here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. All right, Lee. Let's close things out with this one. How about the Dolphins and the Chargers? The Dolphins are minus three against the Chargers in this one. How are you feeling this one?
2: Yeah, so Justin Herbert is really good, but he's got an offensive line just not doing the job. We know that he lost Rashawn Slater, his left tackle for the season, his starting center, Corey Lindsley, also his right tackle, Trey Pifkins. Uh, these two guys are a game-time decision with a concussion protocol and a knee injury. And the offensive line for the Chargers has been atrocious this year. They've allowed three or more sacks in tw- five of the 12 games this year. I, I think this is going to be number six. Uh, sixth game that they allow three or more sacks. This Dolphins defense didn't do the job last week against San Francisco. Uh, I think they'll be motivated. I think they've got the talent to bounce back since they got Bradley Chubb. Uh, they They can put some pressure on you. But like I said last week, didn't know what to expect when – when Purdy went in, and uh, sometimes that happens here. So this is a must-win game here for Miami. Miami with Tua, 8-1 and one straight up, and 6-3 and three against the spread when he starts and finishes the game here. Didn't have a running game going last week, but they'll have their starting left tackle. Looks like Armstead back for this game, and uh, Tua just was off. I think he was a little anxious, uh, partially also a little, uh, you know, disturbed by uh, he knew that he had to get rid of the ball early and sometimes you throw the ball a little high and he was throwing the ball high early and often last week. I think he'll bounce back here. So this Dolphins team, like I said, must win with going to Buffalo next Saturday night. So I think Miami gets the job done here. This defense for the Chargers also not very good. 29th in run defense, 26 in total defense here. Uh, they also give up the third most points in the league. I'm going to roll with Miami here. I think Miami blows out the Chargers here, 35-24.
3: Boom, big blowout right there for the Dolphins over the Chargers. Uh, A little Week 14 NFL action. I think all of Raider Nation is still shell-shocked by the way Week 14 got got started. But there you go. Dolphins and Chargers closing things out, Lee. Fantastic stuff as always, man. Always appreciate your efforts. If anyone wants to reach out to you, get some more information, maybe some more lines and some games, what your thoughts are, uh, what do they need to do?
2: Just go to the website. We do it all. We've got uh, not only football, we've got basketball we're winning at. Hockey has been incredible. And also the UFC, we've got a pay-per-view card going on Saturday night. So check all those specials out. And our, and our big one is Double Down December. It is three weeks of the NFL. We've only had two losing weeks the entire season in the NFL. 37 bowl games through December 31st, just 297. No one hotter, no one documented winning anywhere close to what we do. 297, we call it Double Down December. Hop on board. Love to have you along for the ride. paramountsports.com
3: i like it i like it there he is right there lee sterling paramountsports.com and on twitter at paramountsports well lee thank you so much my man definitely appreciate you as always love your insight and uh enjoy all the games this weekend and i guess the the one silver lining is i don't have to worry about what the raiders are going to do because i already know what they did (laughs) they've got a lot of they got a lot of figuring out what they need to do this weekend but thank you so much my man look forward to talking to you next week sounds good buddy There he goes, Lee Sterling right there at ParamountSports.com, giving us all the lines, uh, letting you know how you can win a little bit of money this weekend. 4.46 is the time we're at Buffalo Wild Wings. Take a quick break, come back, close out the show from Buffalo Wild Wings at the Miracle Mile Shops. It's Raider Nation Radio 920.
2: Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider
8: Nation Radio.
3: Just got a few minutes left in the show here. Live from Buffalo Wild Wings, Miracle Mile Shop. We've had a lot of fun. Hanging out here this afternoon. We're always having a lot of fun. We're on the road. Buffalo Wild Wings is a great spot. We get samples of uh, Topo Chico handed out. We get the Hop Valleys handed out. We pass out T-shirts, tickets, meet a lot of great people that come by, Raider Nation and and fans of other teams just coming by and saying what's up. So definitely appreciate everyone who uh, allows me to hang out here and uh, put on a show. (laughs) Uh, We have a lot of fun, like I said, and appreciate uh, all the fine folks here at Buffalo Wild Wings for uh, hosting us as they do each and every Friday. Let's go ahead and go out to the phone lines. Let's talk to our guy, rich in the inland empire. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, what's up Q? What up doc? Hey man. Um,
8: my highlight of, uh, of yesterday was, uh, you know, in the intro, they use, you know, uh, your voice in it, man. I've been rocking with you since black hole banter.
3: <laughs> nice. A
8: long time, brother. Yes, sir. Uh, uh I, I, I that, that that was my highlight of, of the night. Uh, I'm I'm proud of you. You mean you've been you've been rising, you know, through ups and downs and, and trials and tribulations. And and uh me as a Raider fan, I, I do depend on you to kind of, you know, stable us out. You mean and sometimes I need to be stabled out, you know. And I, I just wanted to call in and tell you how much I appreciate you, everything you do. And as far as you've came and the hard work that you've put in, bro. And that's it, bro.
3: All right. Thank you so much for the call, Rich. I do appreciate you. And I'll, I'll say this, man. I'm glad you brought up that intro. I felt like they cheated us a little bit. Felt a little cheated, right? We were sitting there, and uh, we were watching. We were all at the M Resort. We were watching, and, you know, the, the, the NFL films had come to the OYO, and they had filmed us. They filmed 30 minutes of the show, and, hey, man, this is going to be on the intro for, uh, you know, Thursday Night Football. It's going to be fantastic. We're going to do a feature on the Raiders, and it's going to have Raider Nation Radio 920 featured on it. And literally never saw anything. We heard my voice, which was great, which is cool, but at the same time it was like, wait a minute, we got cheated. We got bamboozled. We got who whipped right? I mean, it's like, what happened? We were all looking. Even my mom, Mama Q was there, and she was like, I don't want to go to the bathroom because I don't want to miss it. She didn't miss nothing. Were <laughs> you pointing at the TV like, this is my point. This is my part. Well, I thought, you know, because at first it was, it looked like it wasn't going to happen, so we're like, well, maybe it's going to happen at halftime. So we, we just didn't know. And then all of a sudden you could see how they set it up where it was L.A. and you sell the Rams and the Raiders, and then – uh, one of my buddies I saw who works at uh, L.A. radio, he was on the beginning. I was like, oh, here it is. This is going to be it. This is really cool. And then and then there was nothing that you know they filmed that I was aware of. I knew that they, they were in the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, so you heard Vinny Bonsignore's question that they asked, and then you also heard something that I said. But it was real brief, and I was like, that was it. That was it. Man, I sure thought it was going to be something else. But that's what happens when you get a radio dude in TV, right? Right, we, we want we wanna get that one quick second of, of, of shine or whatever and it doesn't happen and then we and then we feel cheated. But uh it was cool. It was cool to be a part of it anyway. Uh, they probably looked at all the film and all the takes that they took and was like, This is definitely a radio dude, man. He he can't we can't put him on T V. He's terrible. Uh John in Orange County, you're up next. What's on your mind, brother?
5: What up, Q man? How y'all doing?
3: Uh chilling, man, chilling.
5: Right on, right on. Hey man. i uh- You know what? I appreciate that you can can butter your bread with, you know, talking Raiders all the time. But I can tell you a fan today how you went off on old boy yelling. I go, yeah, too hot today. I I like it. I like it. (laughs) Man, I'm going to be honest, dude. The only way I get through this season is I'm just surprised when we win at this point. I ain't even going to front. Yeah. when, When all this went down, I looked over at my wife. I just started chuckling. She was like, what's so funny? I was like, oh, yeah, they just did it again. And I just walked outside. (laughs) <laughs> a, yeah. And yeah. took the dogs off for the walk. And uh, you know, it I don't know. I heard uh Joshua Daniels press conference today. It's about to be some big changes cause, uh his tone was just like, Yeah, I don't care if all y'all go. But something else gotta but something gotta change. So yeah. mm-hmm. you know, hopefully uh, you know, they can finish out the season and get some type of cohesion on what they are gonna keep for next season Cause, uh like I said, it's a lot of a lot of bodies that's not gonna be there tomorrow uh next season. So, you know, keep your head up, Raider Nation. Just enjoy it for what it is, and they win, they win. If they don't, they don't.
3: There you go. Hey, good call, my man. Glad the dogs got walked, right? I mean, at least the the dogs were able to get some walk in. And, and yeah, I mean, and I'll say say this, and actually uh, my man Jared in Vegas came by here, uh, and I do appreciate him, but, you know, between the – obviously the loss is terrible, but between the equipment not working and I'm doing the first segment on the phone. And then when we finally get it going and we're like, okay, let's settle the show. And then all of a sudden it was like screaming and yelling at me and screaming and yelling into the radio, which sounds terrible. I was like, okay, we can't have that today. Not today. Right. There's certain days you might be able to get slide by and okay, we'll let it go. But I just couldn't. And so, yeah, <laughs> it was a combination of a lot of things, but a, a lot of it had to do with us not being able to get our equipment going the, the way it should and. Doing the whole first segment on the phone, which is embarrassing. That should never happen. That's terrible radio. So uh, thank you for the call, though. I do appreciate you. Let's get one more before we wrap show the wrap things up. Hardcore Raider, what's on your mind? Welcome to the show.
0: Hey Q, I was waiting. I was waiting to see you on the the TV as well. I was pretty disappointed to say the least. But um, yeah, it's kind of kind of <laughs> Me messed Me too. Up. So I'm with you there. I'm with you, brother. I was I was rooting for you, brother. bro. But, uh, you, I want to start out with, I don't know, somewhat positive, but, you know, let's just tip our hats to someone like Josh Jacobs to get hurt like that, you know, go to the locker room. I don't know if he got a shot to deal with the pain, but that dude, to come back, I mean, anybody else would probably just pull himself out of the game, you know, and maybe they should have because, you know, it it probably did affect him, but it's just his love for, you know, playing football and for the Raiders, you know, and same Mm -hmm. with Devontae Adams, you know, both those guys, uh i think our elite studs and as well as max Crosby, and those are the highlights you know of anything that like i'm just grateful that those guys are raiders i mean the two catches from Devonte adams i mean <laughs> when is the last time being a raider you could ever remember like a spectacular catch like that if ever you know maybe Tim brown jerry rice or something you know so you know those are the positives and on the you know some of the penalties and you know the the uh, Jerry Tillery or whatever. I don't know. I'm kind of on the opposite side of the fence, to be honest with you. So, you know, everybody's been complaining that we need, you know, a D-tackle, D-tackle. We want that fire. He brought the he brought the fire. It was a dumb penalty. But also, at the same time, it's like, you know what? I'd, I'd rather have somebody playing with fire that's a good player. I mean, like, because I'm at a point right now where I'm like, give that dude a contract today because that's a raider. You want a raider? Tillery is a raider. You know what I'm saying? But... The, the downside to all this is there's guys like Matt Collins. I just feel like he's not he's not putting forth enough effort to catch some of these balls at times. And then, you know, we got guys like Keelan Cole and Foster Moreau running into each other again. You know, two wide receivers running each other again. And so we lack, we lack talent, you know. It sucks. <clears throat> I didn't want to admit it.
3: And that's all we got time for, Hardcore. You took us all the way up to the uh, finish line. So thank you so much for the call. I do appreciate you. We'll be back on Monday morning. Bright and early, 7 a.m. with the morning tailgate Clay Baker, Heidi Fang, and Vinny Bonsignor. For my man DeMond Cotton in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, my man Mateo that actually got us on the air, and your boy Q from Buffalo Wild Wings. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. Have a great weekend.